Hey everyone, welcome. My name is Nyla and thank you again for tuning in. You're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and also other things that you'd like to know. Today's topic is all about microplastics and melting sea ice. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite, also review, and last but not least, share Greener Thoughts. Another thing that you can do is be sure to contact Greener Thoughts by voice message. I really appreciate getting voice messages from you all. And so the info for that is in the podcast description, as well as every episode show notes. Last thing you can do is also send an email to me, of course, at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So let's get everything started here. Um, I'm going to go into our first segment because there are no um, special announcements or anything to talk about in that regard. So I'll just get started and talk about our first segment, which is in other news. So in other news is, of course, a quick dose of what's happening in today's world. So the first headline is all about the tropical storm Karen and how its squalls um, hit Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. You can check out more about that news story on npr.org in the environment section. So the tropical storm Karen has reached Puerto Rico right now and also the U.S. Virgin Islands and it brings with it heavy rain and also flash flooding and winds of 45 miles per hour. Now residents are currently being advised to be wary of strong winds and also water uh, spouts. The second headline is all about the activist and climate change activist, um, Miss Greta Thunberg, and she gets a shout out from Barack Obama. You can check out the news piece on that on Huffington Post, aka HuffPost. And so the former president uh, actually applauded the 16-year-old for being, quote, one of our planet's greatest activists, end quote. And also he went on to talk about on his Twitter page, quote, recognizing that her generation will bear the brunt of climate change, she's unafraid to push for real action, end quote. That's what um, Mr. Barack Obama said in a shout out to Thunberg on uh, his personal Twitter and also uh, Thunberg um, is a real strategic, um, you know, activist. She's young, you know, gifted, and she captures a crowd and knows how to, you know, get her message across. And so she's one of the, I think, foremost people right now currently talking about, um, you know, emerging youth uh, movements related to the planet and getting everyone rallied about it and, you know, calling out the inaction of uh, those in government when it comes to climate change. The third and last headline for you all is about uh, animals, and specifically nine rhinos in their journey across Africa in the bid to save their species from extinction. You can check out more of the story on, again, Huffington Post, uh, the uh, periodical and the 
uh, news site and also it's known as HuffPost. Now, the journey that the rhinos, you know, had to take was a very, you know, lengthy one and it's actually the first stage in a costly um, plan and a complex plan to move um, those rhinos all the way from um, Ikorongo uh, from the European zoos um, in 2020. So this measure is really expensive and expansive and it's a $7.3 million project. Um, and it's the biggest um, rhino relocation project in Tanzania's history. And so all those funds includes many different things, including um, funds for the personnel, security measures, road work, all that has to encompass getting those rhinos to safety um, in a bid, again, to save their species from extinction and um, keeping those powerful creatures housed. It takes a lot. And so... I'm really excited for this and we all got to do our part to save the rhinos and this is what's happening today. So the news for um, this podcast episode comes from Environmental News Network, a really great source for news. Um, it's all the, otherwise known as ENN.com and um, I love it for its research-based uh, materials and its environmental focus, of course. So the reason why I wanted to go ahead and spotlight um, microplastics is because, you know, I want to get to a little bit of the root as to why they're so um, intrinsically everywhere and the difficulty of separating them from what we have today. So whether they're, um, you know, shedding from our clothes or in our consumer products, our toiletries, our uh, facial cleansers and moisturizers and in, in, in scrubs and things like that. I wanted to uh, get the information out there to you all, those who, you know, love cosmetics and those who, you know, buy what's available. You know, you should know what you're putting on your face, in your body, and what's going down the drain um, when you're, you know, washing your face and prepping um, to start your morning. So, um, plastic pollution is very dangerous and it's in all the oceans um, on the planet. And so, it's a big societal problem and it's an important one. And, you know, being a sociologist and a lover of social problems and solutions, I thought that because plastics are so, such a part of our lives and they've been around for, you know, many, many decades, I figured why not put this issue, this specific issue to the forefront and, um, you know, talk about the pollutants that uh, microplastics are, a little bit about microfibers and, you know, their destruction that they wreak on our planet. So um, I want to get started. So um, the title at large is going to be Microplastics, Micro... Um, macro problems. So microplastics are small, but there are macro uh, problems associated with them. So I'm going to get started with the significance of microplastics. Now, big plastics turn into smaller things like uh, microplastics, for example, and yet you know, you see the, the larger impact happen on our beaches, you know, on in streams, in lakes around us. And the dangerous part is that they're all a part of a toxic plastic pollution pie, as it were. So these things, you know, leach chemicals into our streams, where we get our water from, um, and, and also wells sometimes, they seep into our groundwater. 
Um, another thing is our uh, wastewater treatment plants. They are really, you know, fighting the good fight, but they're losing in many, you know, ways because microplastics are so small that they cannot uh, always strain and filter the best to have that clean water at the end of, you know, the, the pipe or at the end of the faucet. Plastic bags even um, can turn into uh, smaller um, photodegraded plastics that they sit in front of the sun, um, you know, um, for large amounts of times, and they break down in oceans, etc. So with microplastics, there are, like I said, they're breaking down from big to small, and things like plastic bags, um, you know, like the number two plastic bags, the grocery store plastic bags, plastic toys even, um, are a really big issue. Um, and also from your personal uh, consumer products, like I mentioned before, like your facial cleansers, your scrubs, all these things and even more products end up broken down over time. And again, they make their new homes in rivers, in lakes, um, and then last but not least, the big oceans of our planet. So thinking about what microplastics are, these are really tiny uh, veiled uh, plastics that break down to about three millimeters to five millimeters. So that's no bigger than a few grains of rice. So your smallest grains of rice out there, they're smaller than that usually, and uh, also about the size of um, a grain of rice. Now, to talk about animals and how they're impacted, simply, you know, their digestive systems are blocked. So uh, when animals eat microplastics and plastic uh, products or, or refuse, um, they are clogged in their systems and sometimes they are suffocated to death. Um, and this also results in low oxygen levels. So they're cut off and they, of course, can't breathe. Um, and then consequently, you know, they're reduced in their energy levels. They get sloth-like um, and they die and they die in place. Um, there are horror stories of baby birds um, being fed um, plastic um, lighters and pens and um, different uh, beads for different you know things or, or toys and they're getting choked to death on certain islands that happen to have washed up um, residues of uh, plastic over decades and this plastic isn't going anywhere so this is part of the problem um, so plastic is almost everywhere you can think of, even some of the, the deepest trent, trenches uh, of our planet we have. Um, I checked out a video on Chris Gazad. Um, it's amazing, um, the channel and its quality, and it puts out amazing content. And um, that is a powerful video, and it showed plastic at the bottom of I think the Mariana Trench or one of the other deepest trenches um, of Earth, and it was it was fascinating but also shameful that plastic got to so so deep of a level, you know, tens of, of thousands of meters below the uh, ocean surface, and yet there are plastic bags being found there. That was really scary to to see that, but also you know it. It wasn't a good feeling seeing that the depths of what humans did or do and continue to do is at that level. It's a really good um, you know, video to check out if you are interested. Now about um, wastewater treatment plants. I do like talking about you know, wastewater treatment plants um, because there is a cycling of 
um, our water from our bodies into these vast vats of you know containers and you know mass piping, very expensive, um, very thorough. And these wastewater treatment plants and also sewage um, treatment plants, um, these are a primary source for um, microplastics, not just beaches. So, like I said before, with the wastewater treatment plants, they are you know a source of um, with the microplastics because they can't really filter microplastics like you would expect and think. Um, so most of uh, the residues, like the cosmetics that uh, women have um, for you know our faces and things, um, and other types of products like facial cleansers, etc. Um, paint, for example, household, industrial detergents, whatever you can think of that has to do with plastics and having those microplastic components in them, those beads, um, and also different types of waste, they end up at these treatment plant uh, and treatment plants and centers um, and they don't break down. So that's a very, um, you know, dangerous problem. And, you know, all in all, plastics are indigestible. They aren't to be eaten and they're non-biodegradable. And, you know, once they're produced, of course, you cannot get rid of them necessarily. Um, they can only be recycled up to a certain point. And then um, whoever obtains the plastics after that point has the um, choice to either disregard those plastics and bury them, sometimes burn them, which unfortunately is happening today and um, you know also make use for them how they see fit so um, there are some uses for plastic when it when it hits its end of life but um, other times it's just not viable and it's not uh, cost efficient to keep that you know cycle going so next thing I want to talk about is the recent research in microplastics and the connection to arctic ice now, in a newly published research paper in August 2019, it was from the Journal of Marine Pollution Bulletin, and it studied um, whether and also how microplastics could be incorporated um, within the ice, uh, sea ice structure. And this research comes out of uh, Canada from the University of uh, Manitoba in Manitoba, Canada. Now, it went on to really talk about uh, a phenomenon called sea albedo. And sea albedo is, um, when it comes to the sea ice, it's called sea ice albedo. And it's really how the ice um, reflects solar energy or the solar light um, coming, of course, from the sun. And one of the key properties and components um, of the sea ice, you know, in terms of its you know, regulation of heat exchange between the ocean and the atmosphere. So this is a really important thing because, if, you know, if the sun isn't getting absorbed, you know, it's going to bounce back. And, of course, that leads to, you know, things like climate change. And, you know, it was really fascinating with the research because it talked about the um, high concentrations of microplastics. And um, it talked about how microplastics don't really affect um, sea ice growth, which isn't, you know, the problem. It's the concentration, though, of the microplastics um, at the surface level. So within the uh, ice surface actually results in um, higher ice salinity and changes in the sea ice albedo. So, you know, sea ice um, saltiness or the salinity um, is really um, a big factor here. 
Now, the field studies that were conducted in the research were carried out from the Baltic Sea, and they actually showed the concentrations of microplastics from 8 to 41 particles per liter of melted ice, which is a huge number, so 8 to 41 particles. Now, um, when it comes to the increased uh, microplastics and the concentrations of them, that, that equals, um, again, the more uh, microplastics there are, that means the greater chance of C albedo, um, which is the, of course, ice reflecting solar energy, and it also means that it affects the sea salinity or the dissolved salt content of the seawater. These are the important parts, parts of the research there. Now, to close everything, for more information about um, all this research, you can check out the research article um, from um, the news that we talked about here. It's, again, the Marine Pollution Bulletin, and it's entitled Distribution and Impacts of Mycoplastic Incorporation Within Sea Ice and also another research article that is very much related and has great info is from the journal um, Chemisphere, and it's entitled Mycoplastic Contamination in Benthic Organisms from the Arctic and Subarctic Regions. And you can check out both of those research links. They will both be in the show notes for you all. So... Regarding mycoplastics, you know, we all know now, at least, that they are small yet mighty. These things that aren't even animals are everywhere, it seems, on our planet. And so I want you to take a step back and look at what you're consuming. You know, if you happen to be uh, a woman or maybe a young girl who loves her uh, exfoliation uh, products, facial products, loves her body wash, but yet it has small blue or whiter or another color, color type of beads in them, and they're not biodegradable, and they're not made from, you know, sugars or other such components, you know, change those. Not think about changing those, change those. You know, microplastics are so toxic. And, you know, products like, you know, St. Ives, for example, they have, you know, irritation in them. And I know because I used to use them like years ago and I, you know, I don't use, you know, products like that anymore. I use um, scrubs like those from Shea Moisture, uh, for example. So, um, you know, there's, there's ways that we can be alert and learn, you know, what's not good for us. If we see a problem, let's go ahead and fix it. Um, for me, when it comes to, you know, microplastics, something that I think, like I continue to do is, is change the way that I go about getting my packages um, for certain things. So um, for me, plastics, um, you know, it comes, but again, I do reuse and or um, recycle, you know, over like 95% of, you know, what I expel, you know, from uh, when, you know, what I don't need. So, um, I think toiletries, you know, things like shampoo, conditioners, even toothpaste or, um, facial cloths. I'm thinking about changing how my packaging is received. You know, most of those things that I mentioned sometimes come in, in plastic. And so you can change even on a, a bigger level, 
um, what you use on your body, in your body care. So not everything that you use, not every liquid or, or piece of ingredient has to be um, something that has microplastics in it. Sometimes you can, you know, have products that are made with plastics that will maybe end up being microplastics themselves. So to get rid of microplastics at that stage, make sure the packaging isn't plastic. Make sure the packaging is biodegradable. For example, there are companies out there that make uh, shampoo bars and they have it in a biodegradable uh, packaging, sometimes uh, different type of papers or um, thick cardboard or something really luxe or really nice looking um, or just not nice looking, but something really um, cutesy or professional, you know, grade looking. Um, there are other things like conditioner you could have in a glass bottle. Um, or something like a leave-in conditioner, same thing, very much reusable. Um, and then when it comes to facial cloths, um, you could use something like a bio, uh, a biodegradable one or a, a sea sponge or bamboo facial cloth. I'm going to invest and get one of those very soon. Um, and then the last, the last thing, the last thing is something like, um, buying from Etsy, um, tons of different companies and sellers on there have things like toothpaste in reusable glass jars and also metal tops. So you have the option there and, you know, they, these companies, you know, are very much eco-friendly. They're um, women owned, sometimes family owned, and they know what they're doing and they know their stuff. So, you know, um, you know, being able to find out what works for you is very important, but also making sure that you are balancing that with how is this affecting the planet? You know, when you go to sleep at night, what is your impact and, and was it the positive one? Are you growing as a person? Are you making better educated decisions? Are you, you know, going forth and promising yourself not to do harm to the planet? These are very important things to consider and to, you know, see as values are very important there. Um, next thing is to, you know, when it comes to retailers, check out things like Etsy, um, because it has thousands, if not millions of different retailers. And again, they specialize sometimes, you know, sometimes their brands or their company and their, their ethos is all about, um, eco-friendly alternative products, um, like EcoCert or something like that, or, um, other types of brands. And there's just so many in the name. I can't really think of them just to say off the top of my head, but in the future, I will definitely recommend some, especially for my product um, related um, podcast episodes. So, you know, take the time to research, find out what works for you. If you realize maybe you don't need to use conditioner, you know, don't buy it and especially don't buy it in a plastic container. Um, and when you find something that works like um, a new deodorant that happens to come in a glass jar and a metal tin, you know, give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing well and you are very much a part of the solution. And, you know, you're winning when it comes to the fight against plastic and also microplastics. Now, you know, all in all, I want you to just consider and, and do um, some really easy changes to your habits, you know, and so you can eliminate microplastics. Um, so just realize what you're using and how you can change um, and be smart about, you know, what you have and put on your body. Um, just, 
you know, there's so many things to learn. And I think the key takeaways here um, are that there are small and big solutions to microplastics in the problem that it is. And so little uh, solutions are that you should never buy a product with microplastics in them. So like I said before, the scrubs or the conditioners or the um, things that happen to be little and small and artificial within your cosmetic product, pro products or your clothing lines, and they happen to be um, really toxic, um, you know, made and chemical made, um, you know, artificial um, fabrics, for example, those things um, relate to microfibers, but those are still very toxic because they release um, fibers that are not natural, do not break down, and do lead to going to our oceans. Um, you know, next thing is to also buy clothes made of natural fibers only specifically. And then a big thing, a big solution to this problem is for manufacturers to stop producing mycoplastic laden products. That really ends it right there. You know, if we recycle everything to the to the tiniest little bitty thing and there's nothing left to be produced of mycoplastics and that kind of solves, you know, that problem because you don't have the infrastructure to make those types of mycoplastics, you know, ending up where they end up. And, you know, it sends a message to the manufacturers that you as a consumer aren't going to take it and that you're not going to, you know, go ahead and uh, take in. Uh, these disgusting products or these products that uh, leave a bad footprint behind you, even when you've you've done and, and used that product. So um, next thing I'm going to talk about is just a few helpful resources and very powerful ones in the Mother Earth Minutes. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to, of course, combat the issue in the episode, and as always, save Mother Earth. The message in today's podcast episode is a simple one, and it's that chemicals in plastic and, of course, plastic particles may cause things like cancer and heart disease, Alzheimer, Alzheimer's, uh, dementia. Uh, Parkinson's, also things like arthritis and uh, impotency and other things such as um, having um, there being harm to the development of babies, especially within the womb. So all in all, you know, plastics are very hazardous and dangerous and we can eliminate the uses of them. And according to a source like um, Beat the microbead.org, a recent test done on an anti-wrinkle cream from a popular brand, um, Olay's, O spelled O-L-A-Z, all capital letters, 
shows that a single 50 milliliter uh, jar contains up to 1.5 million particles of plastic. Yes, that's right, 1.5 million particles of plastic. That's insane, but that is a real fact and it's really, um, you know, devastating, but it's real. This is what women alike are, you know, slathering on their faces to try and stay young, but yet those particles of plastic are ending up in their bodies and down the drain. And those plastics, of, of course, are going to end up in our oceans. So I think one of the first most powerful things you can do is do something like the European Union is doing, um, which is calling on a petition to be signed. And it's coming from, again, beatthemicrobead.org, and it's asking the EU to ban microplastics in its cosmetics. Now, I have the link um, for that special petition, and I will have it in the show notes also. And the uh, sample site that they had on their website, Beat the Plastic, beatthemicrobead.org, it had a really great listing of different products with no beads in them, but um, they had some really great packaging with their products. But a few of their um, products did have plastic um, as far as their packaging, so that, you know, wasn't so good. But other than that, these products are very much thorough. Most of them, if not all of them, are eco-friendly, I believe, and their ingredients and their ethos as far as their companies are concerned. And so I will have that linked also in the show notes. So I'll have the petition and the site with some really great products um, that you can have and, you know, buy from the companies and, you know, show your support of being uh, plastic free and microplastic free. Number two is some really common sense um, things that you can do, of course, washing your clothes less. Um, and that, of course, produces less microfibers totally, so no shedding. Um, optimally, you can wash your clothes once a week um, or so, depending on your usage of your clothes. Um, so maybe keep your wardrobe medium and not have, you know, two and three um closets full of clothes because there are people out there that do have you know two and three and 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 numerous closet um closets full filled of clothes and so they can you know wash less give away more donate more um another thing is to air out your clothes i love airing out some of my some of my clothes because um it reduces the shrinkage of them so some clothes like leggings or jeans or special fabrics Um, And and things that can be dry cleaned, you know, you of course um, leave those out and have those dry cleaned, but everything else like those jeans that you can't get anymore or uh, the the jacket that is really expensive and you know it wouldn't be good to dry it, make sure that you also can um, air it out and have it um, air out somewhere and you can just stick it up on maybe a banister or a, a pole somewhere. Um, or on a couple hangers and have it dry um, really thoroughly. Um, Next thing is also you can opt for, of course, natural fibers. Um, Some I have here are bamboo, cotton, hemp, also linen, and rayon, which is made from processed wood pulp, so you can really, um, you know, maybe stray away from that because it is, again, energy-intensive and contributes to deforestation. You could, you know, have um, those type of clothes 
you know, in those um, different fibers, you know, specifically. So have an, a whole um, bamboo shirt or a cotton bamboo shirt, organic or conventional, either one, depending on your preference, and also wallet. Um, also, a silk is a really great, you know, alternative. It's a natural fiber. Um, and it's made from um, animal materials also. Um, something like leather, maybe a leather jacket that lasts for years if you're into um, using leather, depending. And um, something like down for your feather, for it's made from feathers, is another alternative choice. And then last but not least is wool. So um, fall and winter will soon be upon us. Um, so in the free, in the next couple of months so um you know having those options of leather wool um you know cotton etc are very much you know recommended if you do um wear animal products and then um you know buying those products you know it means that of course um you know you're you're regarding you know the planet and you're regarding not making more of those plastic and chemical laden um, fibers a part of the you know streams of water that surround our planet so that's a good thing and you know you could also do something like um, not buying products that contribute to the microplastics problem the third and last tip I have for you is about my related um, podcast episodes. So I have about four that are specifically related, I think, to clothing in general. Um, one of them is called uh, Washing Clothes with Care, and I did that one March 10th, 2019. Um, my next one is um, Plastics Not Posh, England's largest retailers. Um, plastic bag sales fell by 90% in the past four years. And I did that one on August 4th, 2019. Then the other one I did was the most littered plastic item on the planet. That was on um, August 22nd, 2019. And then um, a, another one was the uh, painstaking cleanup of plastic food packaging. And I did that one on September 8th, 2019. All of those um, podcast episodes of mine will be in the show notes for you all, and they are specific to clothing, to plastics, um, microplastics, and also helpful uh, tips and my, uh, you know, views on those types of things. And so you can check it out for more information. The eco fact of the day is that so far in 2019, 182 dead gray whales have washed up along the Pacific coast, many likely having starved to death because of changing fish populations in warming waters. That source was found from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the September-October 2019 issue. Green Adopt wants to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. You can work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company. Either way, let Green Adopt know. 
If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send your 200-word essay to the email address greenadoptpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so we've come to the Eco Company Spotlight, which is an awesome time in the show where I, of course, review tons of things, and one of them being an amazing environmentally related product or service. And for you, all those who happen to be listening, if you are a CEO or founder or creator of a product and you want to get it listened to out to the many, many, you know, sometimes thousands of ears that listen to Greener Thoughts, be sure to email me or let me know by sending me a voice message. Now, for now, um, I've been, you know, introducing tons of companies and like a ton of whom I uh, love and, you know, support, invest in with my money and time, etc. And I've been doing so for a long time, since February of 2019. And one of the latest ones I have for you is an amazing company. It's called um, Bragg and Bragg Life Live Food Products. Now, for more than a hundred years, Bragg Live Food Products has been crafting simple, clean, and affordable natural products to support a healthy and vital lifestyle. Using only the best certified organic ingredients and live foods, they have crafted a food and wellness lifestyle brand that is timeless and continues forward, creating healthy bodies, boosting immune systems, and delivering delicious quality food that you can feel energized about. The products of um, live Bragg Life Food products um, you know, range the gamut. And so they have their vinegar-based um, products, which includes their uh, famous drinks and also their liquid amino acids and seasonings, like their organic sprinkle, their sea kelp, and also their nutritional yeast seasoning and their special Bragg Boost. Now, to call them and contact them, you can reach them at their phone number, um, 1-800-446-1990. Or if you're local, you can call them at 1-805-968-1020. You can also fax them at one 805 1001. They're available Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and also Friday at 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and they're closed Saturday and Sunday. To email them at one of their many email addresses, you can contact them at info at brag, that's B-R-A-G-G dot com, and also, you can mail them at Bragg Live Foods, Inc., Box 7, Santa Barbara, California, zip code 93102. Now, I want to talk about my experience of Bragg Live Food products and their amazingness, which is their apple cider vinegar. Now, they have you know great uses for their products, including things like cleansing your skin. It's a great detoxer, as you can see by the many thousands of reviews on YouTube. It's awesome for weight loss, curbing um, hunger and hunger pains and things like that. 
It's also good for cleaning up infections, um, you know, such as those in the urinary tract or maybe a cold. It's also good to cook with if you love cooking with vinegar and, you know, having that experience there. Um, their products are relatively inexpensive, very much doable for just about anybody's budget. And a little goes a long way, especially when it comes to cooking and um, you making it for those types of uses. And they have different containers um, depending on the sizes. So they have gallons, they have 16 ounces, 32 ounces, and you know other types of uh, ounces and uh, sizes for you to choose from. Now, um, in the past, I bought their um, apple cider vinegar, the ginger spice drink, which I loved. I would highly recommend it. And I didn't know that I'd love it because, you know, vinegar is tangy and very sour and it's distinct. But yet it was put into a drink and I fell in love with it. And I want to try more of the drinks, their whole array. And I bought uh, recently numerous bottles and I continue to buy numerous bottles of their um, apple cider vinegar in the 16 ounce versions that they have and they are just pleasant and wonderful to use and I couldn't do without um, Bragg Live uh, food products. So I definitely recommend anybody who loves to be fit and healthy and have, you know, the taste of vinegar and the, the, the real benefit that vinegar adds to your life, I suggest that you try um, Bragg's products. Now, Bragg Live food products can be found in a bunch of different places. They can be found on their website, Bragg, that's www.bragg.com. Also, their other website, Bragg, www.bragg.com forward slash full site forward slash. They're also available on Albertsons, um, also in store and online as available. Um, also, Amazon.com, eBay.com, Giant, GNC, or General Nutrition Center, Harris Teeter, Kroger, also online as available, uh, Price Right, Publix, also online as available, Target, Thrive Market, Safeway, online as available, um, Shoppers, Sprouts, Fam- Farmers Market, that is also online as available. By the cost, Vitamin Shop, Walmart, online as available. And um, also in other stores like Wise Market, Wegmans Food Market, and Whole Foods Market, online too. And also, uh, last but not least, uh, Yes Organic, as well as other fine stores online and in stores across the country and world where available. Bragg Live Food Products is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Bragg Live Food Products. They're on Instagram at Bragg Live Food Products, all one word, all lowercase. They're on Pinterest at Bragg Products. And they're also on Twitter at Bragg Live Food Products, LLC. Last thing for you is to contact Bragg and their wonderful Bragg Live food products. You can, of course, go to their website, www.braggbragg.com, 
or their other website, www.bragg.com forward slash full site forward slash. And then either click contact or contact us at the top of those um, web pages that they have to fill out their respective message forms. Thank you for tuning in again for this podcast episode and the wonderful uh, information packed in here about microplastics um, and all there was to learn about them. I really hope that I gave you a great introduction and really um, easy and thoughtful steps about how to eliminate microplastics in your life. If you found this podcast episode informative and really educational, Um, You can, of course, share this with anyone who happens to be in maybe fast fashion, who is into products and consumer, um, you know, buying and products, and they love to, um, you know, treat themselves and they do so often and maybe go to the spa or other places. And you know that they could do, you know, really good by listening to this podcast episode. Be sure to share it with them. Also, be sure to review and let me know what you think of Greener Thoughts as a whole. I really appreciate all the feedback. So until next time, thank you again for tuning in. And I hope to come back soon with another amazing podcast episode for you all. But until then, take care. Bye.